0: You are listening to the Inclusion Revolution Radio. I'm your podcast host, Nobby Craven. I'm a Special Olympics DC athlete and a Special Olympics international employee. On this podcast, I interview athletes, partners, and ambassadors, employees, and supporters of Special Olympics. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who's interested in Special Olympics and the work that we do. New episodes come premiere every other Friday 10 a.m., each standard time, anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to the first episode of Season 4, the Clusion Revolution Radio Podcast. My name is Novi Craven. I'm your host for today's episode. Today, we will be talking with Elizabeth Rome, actress and celebrity supporter for the 2023 World Games in Berlin, Germany. Welcome, Elizabeth, to the Clusion Revolution podcast. Thanks Novi. So happy to be with you. We are so excited to have you here today.
1: Oh me too. Me too. I always, I always feel like it's such a privilege to be, you know, the one thing about Special Olympics, if you are connected to this organization, whether you're an athlete, a parent of an athlete or a relative or friend, or you're just a supporter like I am, we belong to each other. And because of the spirit of Special Olympics and the value system of Special Olympics, we belong to one another uh, enthusiastically and intimately and because we all stand for the same values. And so I'm so happy to meet you.
0: Originally from Germany and a dual citizen, Elizabeth's background and support of Special Olympics led her to become a supporter of the upcoming World Games. For her support from... for a more inclusive society. Didn't stop there. Elizabeth is the founder of the Respect Project, which is an organization dedicate, get dedicated to creating a platform where all voices are heard. I'm eager to talk more about your support of Special Olympics, but 1st love to know more about how you got where you are now. <clears throat>
1: Well, it's funny. I would say the same philosophy that inspired me to pursue acting and directing and the things that I love are the same sort of spirit and energy behind why I chose to be a part of Special Olympics. I think you have to follow your heart and your heart speaks to you, you know, privately, silently, you know what you're inspired by and you know what your passions are. And then you have to lean into them and dedicate yourself to those passions. And as an athlete, you know, some days are winning days, (laughs) some days are not, but you have to do what you love. My mom was so great about inspiring me to do what I love and never give up. I read a book called Letters to a Young Poet by Rainer Maria Rilke, who is um, a writer, a German writer, actually, I, I think German, but anyway, known in Germany very well. And... It, it was about, you know, choosing to do what you love and asking yourself, <clears throat> is this your passion and then never giving up on it. And so I loved telling stories. I wanted to, whether it was as an actress or now as a director, tell stories that I felt could change the world and put a positive impact out there. And I, you know, I've, Always loved stories about justice, uh, having done Law and Order for a long time, um, American Hustle, which was nominated for Oscars. And I've just been drawn to true stories. Um, and I think the same applies to Special Olympics. I believe in Special Olympics. And though I don't have a family member that has an intellectual disability, I believe in what Special Olympics stands for, not only as a community specifically with people for people with intellectual disabilities, but also because of what Special Olympics stands for. I've, I've always felt that um, the value system of Special Olympics could change anyone's life. Yes, we have to be a more inclusive society. That's without a doubt. We have to see that people with intellectual disabilities have a place in the world, have value, have worth. But also we have a lot to learn. We, the people who don't have intellectual disabilities, we have a lot to learn from Special Olympics community and how you all treat one another and how you have the spirit of winning and athleticism and community. That's how we should all live our lives. So I was drawn to be a part of that movement of inclusion.
0: Why did you pursue acting? What have have been... What has been your favorite moment navigating this career path?
1: Um,
0: I have
1: pursued acting since I was in college and I first started writing. Again, it always goes back to telling stories that I believe in. And um, I think my most exciting moment was getting Law & Order You know, I was young, I was uh, not working that often and to get such a big show in the city that I grew up in, you know, is like coming home, being a part of the Yankees, you know, (laughs) like my parents were like, oh, my God, she wants to pursue being an actor. They were so worried about me. And how was I going to put food on my table? But then I came home with such a big job and they were so proud of me. So I think and my dad is a lawyer. So that meant a lot to me. Um, Even my father, who's not an artist, really understood, wow, she's doing something that makes sense to me and she's doing it in the big leagues. And, And so to use sports analogies, it was like joining the Yankees. I mean, law and order is so huge. And I did it for five years. And that was just a really big moment in my life.
0: still on I believe it's still on and I think it definitely um they have amazing act they have amazing actors actresses and actors Mm -hmm. Um, what advice would you give aspiring actresses and actors especially those within a movement movement who may not see many opportunities for them because because of their disability
1: well You know, it's interesting you ask because I was exposed to a book called One Percent Better about Chris Nickick and his dad Nick Nickick and their philosophy to just apply ourselves every day to be one percent better. And I think as far as being an actor goes, whether you have intellectual disabilities or you're just not quite getting that job, find acting classes and communities within which you can do your craft. So you always love it and you continue to grow in it. And I know a lot of working actors who work with coaches and go to classes so they can continue to develop their craft. When we think about it from an athletic point of view, athletes have coaches and the top, top athletes in the world have coaches and they change coaches in order to challenge themselves or, you know, sort of focus on something different that they need to work on. And so I would say to non-working actors who have a big dream, you know, to find ways to do your craft, to keep growing and to keep loving it so that you are prepared for when that moment comes to you to do the role of your lifetime that you're, you've been dreaming of your whole life. I actually have the book rights with Chris and Nick to tell this story about Chris's journey to become an iron man, the first iron man with down syndrome, and I'm going to direct it. And so I will be looking for an actor who has ID to play Chris and, uh, to anybody out there listening,
0: I hope you're the one, <laughs> you know, definitely. Um, I've watched, you say know, the, the opening seminars, um, the other day and Chris Chris they featured Chris and you know definitely seeing how far he's come it's definitely amazing to you know know somebody that really has overcome his ability to do anything and you know the crowd was just amazing and I think that definitely having you know doing a lot of marathons he's done and definitely showing the world that you know just because he has disabilities does not mean he can't do anything he can't write a book
1: Right. And the same thing goes with you, Novi. I mean, look at you, you know, you were, you know, an athlete in you know, seven different fields of athleticism. You, you know, were posters throughout the world, you know, being this superhero for Special Olympics. You now have this podcast, you work internally with Special Olympics and marketing and branding. I mean, you're a force to be reckoned with. And I think as far as, um, you know athletes and people like you and Chris who have really done extraordinary things with your life you're an ins- you should be an inspiration to anybody not just people with intellectual disabilities you have not let any obstacle get in your way and make you give up on yourself and i'm sure there were days when you did want to give up and when you cried and you felt it you know worried or scared or like you couldn't do it or you were being pushed to, to your limit but that's what life is like and everybody can inspire one another to to achieve their greatest version of their life and i and you guys inspire me to do the best i can do
0: well thank you so much i really appreciate the kind words i definitely um you know definitely will follow you know definitely um take that along as i go can you tell me more about the respect project
1: I created the Respect Project 2 years ago to have conversations based in respect and diversity. Um I felt like the essential topics of our time are pretty ageless, you know, whether it's happiness or excellence or courage or you know anything that applies to, you know, how we can all exist in this world and thrive and live our best lives. Um, I invite people from diverse backgrounds, um, diverse ethnicities, genders, social, economic uh, places in the world to come and discuss topics. So I believe that not only should we respect one another, but by respecting one another, we have more self-respect. And when we have more self-respect, we navigate our lives more carefully. My mother always told me to never be reckless with other people. And to let people be reckless with me, and I think the more self-respect we um, cultivate in our lives, the less reckless we will be with others. And so, this was my attempt in having, you know, balanced, inspiring conversations that were based in strong principles about the essential topics of the time to create solutions. And I think a complicated world with complicated people. Um, And finding what connects us as basically ultimately the same, even though maybe the melting pot isn't really a melting pot. We're all different and therefore we shouldn't try to be like one another. We should be inclusive and accepting our differences and be inspired by our differences. So that's those are the principles behind these conversations. I do one a month. And because of COVID, I've been doing
0: them online. What has been the most impactful spread talk to
1: you? Um, I think the most impactful one I've done um, was with Timothy Shriver. It was with his organization Unite. And we did it with founding uh, members of the organization. And it was interesting to me that even though they worked together and they created this movement together Unite, um, that You know, part of respect is listening to one another's stories, is hearing what each person individually feels about their life and what they're doing with those feelings and how they're navigating life. And so I thought it was really moving that even great warriors like these founding members of Unite, you know, they also needed to hear one another and communicate um, about their individuality. So, um, you know, I think the movement of Unite and all of those individuals who created it and Timothy Shriver also being a member of the Shriver family, and we know Eunice Shriver started Special Olympics. I mean, the heart and soul of that man and those individuals, they are so committed to a united world. Um, that I just was touched forever by these people and will forever consider them friends and do I would do anything for them because their mission in life um, is so clear and inspiring and real. I mean, talking to Timothy Shriver feels like the most comfortable, real conversation because he's so authentic. Um, and so clear in his purpose in life. I, I just, I really can't say enough about how moved I was by that conversation.
0: I would love to talk more about your role leading up to World Games. How how, how are you working with athletes to get them prepared? Um, I'm looking so forward
1: to going to the World Games in 2023 in Berlin um, because I'm from Germany. Uh, I was born there. Um, so it's going to be really exciting for me to be a part of the international family of, of, of Special Olympics and be a part of the athletes um, competing there. Uh, so I'm just, you know, getting geared up to promote it and, you know, helping to get more volunteers and to make it a great event. So I've been looking forward to it for the last year and I'll be looking forward to it until the last day before we get
0: there. Right. Definitely. I know a lot of athletes are preparing for Berlin in Germany.
1: One of the things I've always been impressed by with special Olympics athletes is that they make room for each other and that's sportsmanship. You know, when an athlete beats another athlete and the other athlete says good game, you know, it's like that spirit of inclusion, of acceptance of celebration of excellence and you know, you guys are so uh dialed into elevating each other, inspiring each other, making room for each other, passing the torch to the next athlete, Um, that it's really not only just about winning. It's about inspiring the new generation, the next generation of athletes and making room for each other. Because even though it's about excellence with sportsmanship, it's also about you know inclusion of of all of you know of all athletes in the world of Special Olympics. And I, I've always been impressed with how you make room for each other. And you know, your time you know may be up, or that you have to sort of step aside, and 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 someone else comes to the forefront, and you celebrate that. And I think that's what inclusion means to me: um, making room for each other. Um, with enthusiasm and with a loving heart um, and accepting one another's differences and celebrating, you know, new new energy, new people, you know, and new perspectives.
0: What does inclusion mean to you?
1: Mm. I think life is... Um, delicate and um, we don't know how long we are here on this planet and every life has value Um, I think the importance of understanding how inspiring people with intellectual disabilities are and can be for others even if in your life you don't have somebody in your family that has an intellectual disability or you don't have the family legacy to continue to to foster You belong in Special Olympics. You belong with this community. And this community's spirit and principles can be applied to anyone and everyone's life. We all have value. And as long as we breathe, we should be treated with justice, equity, you know, inclusion, and a beautiful embracing spirit of diversity. I have learned from you guys um, that there's nothing I can't do. So I hope that for others, they can look at people um, coming from all walks of life, especially people with intellectual disabilities, and see the extraordinary things that they're doing. And maybe they can even up their game. So again, inclusion for me it equals um. Special Olympics. And I stand for Special Olympics, not only as somebody who believes in every single one of you, but also because it's a philosophy that I feel can be applied to all of our lives.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth, for joining Inclusion Revolution podcast. It was great to talk to you today about how your journey has connected you with Special Olympics movement. We appreciate all the work that you will continue to do for the Inclusion Revolution. Thank you for listening to the Inclusion Revolution radio. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in again in two weeks for a new episode.